Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL draft is far, far away from now, but we're still talking about the previous one. Could you tell I didn't write an intro? Uh, it is I, Rob Paul. A.K.A. Uh, John Elway Jr. You. And with me, as always, is A.J. Gary Bettman, figure your shit out, Mark A.Z. Mm, there we go. We're finally uh, on point for me. Yeah, we're, we're soon going to pivot to an NHL draft podcast. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're running out of time. They're about to move it up till t- t- tomorrow. How many, uh, my board's full. I've watched 300 skaters. Uh, I'm done Europe, but I haven't started North. Have America you finished yet. your European goalies? Oh, of course. Is this yeah. your first that uh, that's first on your checklist. That that's where I start. I started in Latvia. Uh, they got a kid named Ula Longbottom. Pretty Is that good. Real? <laughs> oh, should have said yeah. Uh, back to the point I was making. We're still talking about the NFL draft. We're grading the AFC and NFC West, and then we're done grading. F- for until a full year from now <laughs> uh yeah we have no idea what we're doing next week rookie jersey numbers okay i think we have to they're like generally all out except for the patriots who give guys stupid numbers to like prove a point <laughs> i love so it. great here uh devin assi we're number 97 this week like why what what number do you think justin Rohrwasser's got should be cut. That's my take. I saw he was signed today, though. Yeah, I think he was signed like last week. They only got a. I forget who. Only one guy's unsigned for them. Rookie signings the least interesting thing. I like how they're tweeted as if like Tua signed a four-year, thirty million dollar rookie contract with a fifth-year option, as if like they could (laughs) negotiate. Yeah, (laughs) they just word it like it's like there's a rookie wage scale and a. The fifth-year option's automatic, so. Yeah, to, to a threat in going to the CFL if you didn't get that fifth-year option. Uh, the CFL could use him. Come on. Sure. <laughs> he could now buy the CFL. Come on. He, he could bail us out Speaking now. of the CFL, watch this transition. Speaking of the CFL, Brett Rippon's uncle's Canadian, and he's on the Broncos. So let's start with the AFC West here, AJ, and our draft grades. That was it. a good transition, right? That was sick. Uh, Okay, we're starting Denver Broncos. We're talking Elway. Uh, Notoriously one of the worst drafting GMs in the football. Uh, You sure? Who wins through free agency. But, guess what? This class, uh, I think he nailed it. I give them an A-. minus. I also give them an A-. minus. Obviously, they start hot. They get the receiver. They get Jerry Judy. Um, I think consensus top... 10 top 12 player they get him at 15 yep instantly gives drew lock a 
a go-to guy who's going to win with elite route running, does a ton of damage after the catch, can stretch the field. Perfect inside compliment to Cortland Sutton on the outside. Yep. And then they double down. Second round, they take K.J. Hamler from Penn State. They get that true deep threat. Another guy who can play. I think Judy's going to play the Z, Hamler the slot, Cortland Sutton the X. And they're just surrounding. They're, they're all in on Drew Locke. They're surrounding him with talent. Uh, I love it. Me too. Like having KJ Hamler in the slot and taking deep shots to him from Drew Locke is just so much fun. And I obviously Drew Locke. It was a small sample size, but he showed something um, mm-hmm. worth building upon. Uh, and rather than try and reset, and like they weren't going to come away with a quarterback in this class anyway. No. Even if Drew Locke's not the guy, you're adding two playmakers who complete your young receiver core with Noah fan at tight end there's so much athleticism to compete with the chiefs they know they're gonna have to win uh shootouts and and so they go and they do that and i i don't know i'm really excited like i'm i i'm i don't think either of us were big drew lock guys no not really but we both liked where they got him last year and i respect that they're just gonna build it around him yeah like there's a plan here yeah which is Shocking, as we mentioned before, like this offense is so much more fun than it was uh, a little over a year ago. And then the third round, uh, they go Michael Ajamudia, the corner from Iowa, Lloyd Cushenberry, the center from LSU, and McTelvin Ajim, the defensive tackle from Arkansas. Now, the Cushenberry picks another home run. Absolutely. I love that so much. I, th- I didn't think they would be able to get him in the second round. And he's going to plug and play as, at center immediately. The interior of their mm-hmm. offensive line already looks so much better. Obviously, last year, uh, they got Dalton Reznor, and he was awesome as a rookie. They signed Graham Glasgow, who's a, a solid starting guard for them. And you get a guy like Cushenberry, who he's not the same athlete as a Cesar Ruiz or a Matt Hennessy, but he's such a high IQ football player. He's a really well-rounded center. I think he's just a 10-year guy. You stick him starting center, you forget about it. And I think... Getting a guy like that for a young Drew Locke as well is just such a huge plus. Absolutely. The uh, going to Ojemudia quickly. I thought it was too early for him, but I like. Yeah, the fit. see, I I think it was significantly too early. But again, the fit at least yeah. makes sense. Where it's a long press corner, who's uh, at his best, I think, press uh, zone guy, and it, 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 they need corners. He won't necessarily have to play right away either, which is nice. So he's mm-hmm. developing, but it was it, that was a that was kind of the one one of the two picks that stood out as I didn't love that. Yeah, I, I like the Ajim pick too. It's like the, that was like I, again the cushion break pick just made that third round so beautiful. But yeah. Ajim Ajim's upside at ninety five totally worth it. I love it. A guy yeah. who's had experience playing three tech and five tech and, and true edge at Arkansas, and I'm interested to see mm-hmm. where they're going to play him. Um, another guy who's because of what they've got there, he's not gonna have to like play a massive role right away. I'm I'm thinking yeah. Jarrell Casey, Draymond Jones are probably the five. Shelby Harris, the nose, uh, and then Ajim's kind of rotational guy uh, early on. But his athletic upside's totally worth that pick. Absolutely, and then maybe the pick you alluded to to not liking is the Albert O pick in the fourth. My round. favorite justification for it is that when Drew Locke played and with, he played yeah, and he caught eleven touchdowns <laughs> playing with Drew Locke. And uh, he ran a four four nine, so it's kind of pure fun speed in a goofy end. way. 
I, I, it's a again, it was too early, but it was kind of goofy and fun. So whatever. And, and I mean, ultimately, no offense to starting tight end. There are people who like actually think like Alberto is gonna have a role, but I, uh, they, I, I think like the number two guy is more likely to be a Jake Butt, where you can trust him as a blocker. So. Mm-hmm. They have uh, all the Big Ten. Targets. Yeah, they do Troy from Magali, Jeff Hurman, Nick Vanette. They've got them all. Nick Vanette. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> they have so many tight ends. It's hilarious. Not as many as the Bears. Or That's the Seahawks. This was that. Yeah. <laughs> this was probably their worst pick, but. Uh, it's goofy. It, they're in A. If it's going to be bad, make it goofy. Fifth round, they get Justin exactly. Strenad. Uh I like this pick a lot. Long. Athletic linebacker. He didn't test as well as hoping. Um, clean tackler. I think he could be a special teams development guy. Mm-hmm. And then Natane Muti in the sixth round. That's That was money. I was huge on Muti. I think if not for the injury history, he would have been a top 50 pick. Or let me, sorry, uh, top 100, I'll say. I would agree with the top 100 uh, point. And he too. gets he gets yeah, to so, sit behind Graham Glasgow and potentially develop. Like, if he can stay healthy, yep. I think this is a starting guard in the NFL for a long time. Me too, but the the health is definitely a big question. But yeah, in the in the sixth round at one eighty one, you're betting on that. For yeah, sure. and then the seventh, uh, Tyree Cleveland, the wide receiver from Florida, and Derek Tuska, the edge from North Dakota State, my baby, <laughs> your son. Uh, yeah, the Tuska pick is really fun. I like. I even thought he. I know I wasn't as high on him as you were, but I thought he was like a worth a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. And he he's a guy who's got the bend and the the hand used to worth developing the explosive first step. And he's on a roster that's kind of loaded at the edge position, both in terms mm-hmm. of depth. So I, he might end up a practice squad guy uh, because yeah. last my last year's son, Malik Reed's already on this team. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Dominated dominated the level of play in North Carolina. Yeah, okay, big time. And then Cl- Cleveland, I don't know. I'm not a big guy, a uh, big fan of Cleveland, but Florida hates me, so I'm not going to speak on that. Uh, okay. Good. Surprisingly good draft yes. overall. Again. Kansas City Chiefs, um, they shocked the world, took a first-round running back. The only team to do it with the final pick is Super Bowl champions. I give them a B. I uh, I gave them a B plus. Okay. So, j- even though, basically, I like their draft. I just Me too. absolutely hate the idea of taking a running back in the first round. Even if I love Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who doesn't love Clyde Edwards Hilaire. This is the funnest. The, the fit funnest. Is this is the best yeah. case scenario for people who like football. Just in general. Like, if you got no skin in the game and you just want to see good college football players go to good places, this is it. Absolutely. And if you're a running back in the first round fan, you're you're ecstatic with this too. Yeah, for sure. And like I can I can live with it <laughs> uh, a bit because of what he does in the passing game. Like we've talked about before. If you're exactly. gonna take a running back in the first round, he better be impactful in the passing game, which I mean that's kind of the best plus of Clyde Edwards Hilaire is what he's going to do uh, out of the backfield. And I assume because Andy Reid's smart and they get production out of like anybody in the backfield that early on uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire will be used more predominantly as a true pass catching back and maybe not nearly as much on the ground as some people may expect. But I could totally see, Hello? I could totally see him doing a 500, 500 season. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely very possible. Um, for listeners, AJ just yelled hello because AJ couldn't hear me, but it's okay. I couldn't. I was gonna edit. Okay, no, I won't we, edit it today down. we don't edit. Today is about the West. All right. Today the West won. Um, but yeah, so like 
as much as I hate the idea of taking a running back in the first round, this is the last pick of the mm-hmm. first round. It wasn't a massive need, but it wasn't not a need. And he's a guy who's going to affect the passing game. So n- the more I talk about it, the more I kind of wish I gave them a B plus. There you go. You can always change. No, nah, because I wrote an article where I already had a B, and i got to stay consistent. <laughs> i got to follow uh, the storyline. And then we go to the second round. They got a Willie Gay Jr., linebacker from Mississippi State. How do you feel about this pick? As we know, Willie Gay, one of the guys I, I wanted to bet on, bet on that athleticism, obviously only started a handful of games in college. But yeah. landing on this team who absolutely needs that athleticism at linebacker, I think yeah. that's already awesome. I think he's going to play a role pretty early on. Just like, I mean, in terms of the linebackers they have, it, it was the weakest position on the team. Um, For sure. If he can kind of just... It's like, I don't even want to say he has character issues because it was like, not to say academics don't matter, but like, if you're going to play in the NFL, how much yeah. do they matter? Like, if that, that that was... And he punched his quarterback in the jaw. I kind of like that. Whatever. Um... <laughs> I think he's gonna be their starting Mike day one. See, I, I think he's or I will he's gonna look even. as a rookie. Yeah, I don't know he's gonna look as a rookie, but that speed is definitely be a factor. And they, like you said, they desperately like he's gonna have some type of role just because he's such a see it headed explosive athlete, and they don't have for sure. Like Anthony Hitchens is a, is a Hall of Famer seventy years ago, but not doing a lot <laughs> for me now. And I think Willie Gay behind. A, a fairly strong defensive line, like he's gonna run free and just be a playmaker, and I think there will be some type of role immediately for him. I, I agree. Uh, third round, they go Lucas Yang, which I'm interested to see. Obviously, Mitchell Schwartz, one of the best tackles in the game, and Yang played right tackle pretty much his entire career at TCU. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they if they're considering a move to guard, just because it's more of a need for them. It's possible. I mean. I do think Niang is a, a starter in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Early. That's what I mean. Just because, like, I think he's a high floor, lower ceiling guy, higher floor guy. But like, by year two, I thought I think he could be a starter at least. And yeah, obviously Eric Fisher at left tackle. Like, did they uh, not to be left tackle, right tackle thing? But I wonder if they view him as the future at left tackle, or if he's just a safe swing tackle option now, or if they're going to move him to guard. I think before too long we'll see Niang starting on that Chiefs offensive line. I think so too. I don't know where it will be, but he's just steady, Mr. Steady Eddie, big, physical. Yeah. Um, just a really technically clean offensive lineman. Yeah, maybe slipped a little bit because of the hip injury. Yeah, I think I think he would end up in the second round if he didn't get hurt this year. I do too. I think his tape is second round tape, and like. I feel like a lot of things they were, people were criticizing him on were it was the Texas game where he got hurt, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yep. And after his injury, he tried to tough it through, and you could see on tape that he just wasn't the same player because he was playing yep. hurt. Uh, and then fourth round, they go Legereus Sneed, the Louisiana Tech DB, pure athleticism. I think they're going to – he played corner, then he moved to safety this past year at Louisiana Tech. And I think he's going to be a corner for them. Yeah, I think so too. And at, at 138, I think with his – Athletic upside, it's, it's a nice little bet to make. Yeah, he long, really smooth, and just, yeah, tested off the charts. Fifth round, Mike Dana, your boy from Michigan. I like this pick. You, you were more of a Mike Dana I was, fan than I was. I, I mean, Chippewa forever. And he, see, he's, he's a Chippewa to me. He's not a wolf. He, he's just a guy who grad transferred to a program that was just too loaded at the defensive on the defensive yeah. line to find like a consistent role for them. Yeah. He dominated the MAC and. 
was really great in the East West Shrine game. And I think he's just going to be a really solid rotational guy who's really good with his hands at holding the point and just decent run defender. I like it. Grad transfer might have worked out at the end because, like, he went in the fifth round. No, I, I just in terms of production, no. Oh, no, but, absolutely, you're absolutely right. I was just yeah. trying to, like, boost Dan up. If he <laughs> transferred somewhere where he played, like, also in the Big Ten where he played a bigger role, I think he would have had a little more hype. But, like, ultimately it totally worked out. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then his seventh round, Bo Pete Keys, a uh, friend yeah. of the show. Um <laughs> another lo- yeah, this. another just a long bet on the upside, especially that late. Like it's the he's 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 better than two. I think so too. Athletic, long, really nice ball skills. Yeah, bet on athletic big athletes late. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, I, better athlete than I think I thought on tape, and then like you said, like contested jump balls, he, he kicked ass every single time. Hell yeah. Speaking of kicking ass, how about Mike Mayock in the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> this is one of the like the most. This is one of the wackiest. Yeah, drinks. wacky and fun and like what? What'd you grade it? I give it a B plus. I gave it a B. Um, it's also weird because they have uh they they had what seven picks, but they're all in the top one forty. <laughs> yeah, like they didn't pick after the fourth it round. Is so weird, and I, they killed their last pick though. So. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, that's why I gave them that plus. Uh, and they and, and like they, it was just such a Raiders draft in the uh, the way they drafted on offensive defense, and then just the doubling down was I don't know. It was just fun. Every pick, I think I, I was just happy about, like <laughs> yeah. because it was either like what or it was just that's money. Uh, they start hot. They have two first round picks. Uh, wide receiver and corner are the known biggest needs. They address those. But both shocking picks. Yeah. Somewhat. Henry Ruggs, 12th, first receiver off the board. That wasn't, like, overly shocking, because if anyone was going to do it, it would be the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting pure speed. Um, but, like, there are people who are trying to equate this to being, like, he's John Ross, things like that. He is such a more complete receiver than that. I I have no problem with them going rugs over Judy and Lamb if that was their guy. Because like, I think it was that close between the three. I, I had rugs like a, a smidge below uh, uh, Lamb and Judy. but I See, I, I had, uh, I think I had Lamb 7, Judy 8, and rugs 12. So I, I can't, I can look now. But yeah. I, I, it, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, yeah, again, like you said, if that's their guy, it's not a big deal. And, and again, it was the ghost of Al Davis speaking through them and... Uh, Pulling the trigger on the fastest guy in the draft. Yeah, and I'm excited that, like, I'm assuming they're just going to want to get the ball in his hands and let him be the most athletic guy in the field. And I agree with you. He's he's, he's so much more than John Ross was coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's way more complete. He's, he could, he's, again, we talked about the Broncos trying to compete with the Chiefs. Like, the Raiders trying to do it. This is their Tyreek Hill. Yeah, for sure. And then 19, they, again, shock people. Uh, they go corner, but they go Damon Arnett, who... There was some first round hype during the process, mm-hmm. then kind of the character issues knocked him a bit, and then the poor testing really knocked him. And I don't think anyone expected him to go before, uh, no. a, a, even in the top fifty. No, but he's got that new Raiders spirit. <laughs> I see. I love the fit, and I love Damon Arnett. This was still just just blatantly too early. Yes, absolutely. But. In the spirit of Al Davis, it's a mean, mugging, physical, trash-talking, press-man corner. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he fits the big like he, school he, 
attitude of the new Raiders do, baby. Like, like he's gonna play right away. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's just you. I think you could have traded back if this was your guy. I think so too. But I mean, the corners did go funny, so who, who knows? But still, stop making excuses for mail. Look, <laughs> you know I'm always going to, especially when it comes to uh, pick number one hundred. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew that. Uh, okay, then so like okay, it's like wide receiver corner. It weren't. The, it wasn't the two guys you'd expect, but they addressed their two biggest needs with those first two yes. picks. So you're like, okay. You can justify it. Whatever. They get back-to-back third-round picks where they just... Okay, 80, they go Lynn Bowden, Kentucky. They announce him as a running back. We're all like, that's cool as hell. We love Lynn Bowden. <laughs> he's, he plays receiver. He plays quarterback. I guess he's playing running back now. He's one of the, the toughest MFers in the class and uh, just the ultimate badass. The Raiders' love attitude it. again. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and then at 81, they go Brian Edwards, South Carolina wide receivers. So in their f- first four picks, they take three guys who played receiver in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. So I respect the hell out of that. They've announced one as a running back. Um, and how, how do you feel about Like, Bowden's wearing 33. He's playing running back. I I don't... Like, the, I think. <laughs> the Bowden pick... I love it. I, I do care. too. And then, but then the Edwards pick made it funnier. But again, like you said, he's he's playing a running back. They, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see how they use him. I, I don't know how they are, but I, I I think the plan here is that Bowden will be the satellite back who plays, um, who who moves around and spells Josh Jacobs. They didn't do a great job using Josh Jacobs in the passing game, yeah. so. I think that this is hopefully to supplement that a little bit. And, and like, hopefully we see him line up. Yeah. And I was going to say, he's a, a big-time return man. Hopefully we see him line up in slot, and they do a lot of fun things with him. And then the Brian Edwards pick, that's getting some size on the perimeter who can win contested catches, mm-hmm. who's a really physical football player after the catch. Another guy who plays with a lot of attitude, which I appreciate. And I think ultimately that pick is they not loving what Tyrell yeah. Williams brought to the table. Brian Edwards is more of the contested catch guy where Tyrell Williams, although he's got size, he's more of a big deep threat. Yeah, exactly. And they've got Henry Ruggs for that, and they've got um, Renfro in the slot. So I think, like, after this season, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tyrell Williams out of Las Vegas yeah. and Brian Edwards stepping into that role. Their group, uh, first of all, I, I, I totally feel the same. Their group of wide receivers and pass catchers in general is so kind of weird there now oh it's bizarre it's like rugs renfro who i i hope he's gonna get an expander role and then like you said williams zay jones still on their roster Brian Edwards, and then, like like jason Witten's in there now it's so strange also my boy anthony ratliff williams that, yeah, there you go thank you um yeah no I, I i love that they did that i love that like maybe not in terms of like smart but fun it's fun it's goofy <laughs> Bowden as a running back I love it he's one of my favorite players in this class uh, and then 100 just to give AJ just the best experience they take Tanner Muse as a linebacker one of my favorite picks in the draft because uh, I laughed very hard when it happened it made me really happy and you I bet were you even surprised you're like Clemson no pure athlete I wasn't make him a linebacker um Safe to say, eighty-ish picks too early. <laughs> yeah, if you're high, if you're high, if on you're him, high on him, um, he's wearing fifty-five though, and he's gonna look cool. 
I don't know, man. Tanner Muse. I, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> just it's such a bad. It's such a bad pick to take him top one hundred. I appreciate that it wasn't even like a back end of like like one hundred five in the third round. It, it got him into the top one hundred. I know. Um, he's an elite athlete. Is he? He's gonna probably. Well, he tested like. <laughs> I know. He's probably gonna be sick on special teams. Yes. Um, but you took him top one hundred. He's definitely not a safety. I've never seen such a t- athletic testing player look so out of place moving. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know what kind of role this is gonna be. I wonder if he's gonna end up like he's gonna. They 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 quit. Kwiatkowski's gonna be their Mike, mm-hmm. and they brought in Corey Littleton to be their Will. So Tanner Muse is gonna learn behind them. Like I don't, I don't know what the plan is here, but I'm happy it happened. Uh, <laughs> yes, I feel the same way. Hey, uh, coach him up behind him, Rob. Uh, let's see what happens, buddy. Fourth round, though, Clemson. their final two picks. I, I think both these final two picks were money. I, how high were you on John Simpson? I was. I think I had him like one twenties. Okay, right. one thirty. Yeah, he. I had him top one thirty. Like I had him in that fourth round range. Uh, so he went there. He went to I think an ideal situation where he can back up Richie Incognito mm-hmm. for taking over for him. Uh, he he's a big phone booth mauler yeah. in the run game. Like he, he fits them very fit. well. Exactly. Yeah. I was a so little like, lower I, on I Simpson thought, than you were, but uh, yeah, he fits them so well. It, the pick makes a lot of sense. And Clemson again. So. Exactly. And then Amik Robertson. This is my favorite. Just another DB who's an mf yeah. He's going to, I think, plug in and be their starting nickel. I do too. Like, I, I think, I, like, I am that high on him. I think you're that high on him. I've seen a lot of um, Raiders Twitter people who have, like, dove in on him since they drafted him. And they're like, why didn't this guy go higher? I'm very excited. It, it was also a very Mayock pick. Like you could just imagine Mayock um, during the like combo or the process being in yes. love with a guy like this. Exactly. Like even like lots of big media guys were like, Amik Robertson's one of my favorite players in the draft. I don't know how high he's going to go, but I want him on if, my team." If the, oh, if the classic line was if he was two three inches taller, he would have been a, a top fifty, top top first round pick. Yeah, exactly. But I think I had him in the eighties on my board. So game at one thirty nine isn't an absolute steal. He should have went higher, regardless. I don't care. Yeah, he uh, their their secondary is just full of attitude between him, Arnett, Abraham, Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, no, for sure. Like you, you definitely see what they're trying to do in Las Vegas, and you gotta appreciate it. At least they have a type and a plan. The, since Mayock and Gruden took over, has it been elite? No, but at least like. I'm excited to watch them play football, and at the end of the day, that's all you can hope for. Is the like it's football's just better when there's a reason to be excited, whether the team's good or bad. Yeah. Just being excited about watching them for sure. Like, and that goes back to like with the Bengals getting Joe Burrow. It makes it exciting to watch them. And now the least exciting part of the, about the Raiders is Derek Carr. So, oh, yeah, I can't wait till he's replaced with like Trey Lance next year. <laughs> I was, I swear to God, I was just thinking that. Well, it's, I'm, I'm kidding because first of all, Gruden only loves vets. And he's going to fix Marcus Mariota. Oh, yeah. Sorry for Mariota next year. That also may be very Mariota's going to be starting by week eight. You, you calling it now? Yeah. No, I actually think that. I don't think Derek Carr's the starter at the end of the year. Like, Marcus Mariota's going to be the starter. I'm ready for the Mariota resurgence. You know, I'm all in. He's, he's going to look swag, too. Yes. 
Uh, okay, <laughs> on to the LA Chargers. Um, they get their franchise QB. I give them a B plus. I uh, I give them a B plus too. Say what you will about Justin Herbert. Great fit. Yeah. They needed a franchise type quarterback to build around. He's got all the physical tools. Everything's there. Um, I think Anthony Lynn getting his hands on him is also good because he'll take advantage of that athleticism, actually use him as a runner similar to the Bills. Absolutely. The Bills have made Josh Allen so much better just by utilizing what his skill set is, sure. even though he's not a good quarterback. And Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than him. <laughs> um, yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for Justin Herbert. Me too. I, again, like I think he was very much worth the sixth pick in this draft. Like I, I, he's not there on my board, but he's a quarterback. You're gonna take him. Huh? No, I, I had him seventeen. Like you take that type of guy top ten as a quarterback. Yeah, and and again, as we mentioned in the, the pre-draft process, so many times, it's like you're probably not gonna be picking this high again. So get your quarterback now. Don't fall into quarterback purgatory after Rivers is gone. Like make this a nice smooth transition, and if he doesn't work out. Then whatever, but still, at least you're, you're taking whatever. Your you don't have any fans anyway. That's a good point. You're not disappointing anyone. And you've invested in the offensive line. Yep. You've invested in the weapons. Like Justin Herbert's not being thrown into a shitty situation. He's being thrown into a situation where, like, this team's competing for one of the wild card spots. Do you think he starts week one? Yes. I I feel that way right now too. Actually, no. You know what? I'm gonna say no because the COVID situation's yeah. messing everything up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. Like I. I Fuck it, just just for the fun of it, if you were to ask me right now, which we are, I'm going to say he starts week one. But I might change my mind in a month, so. It's nice that you can just go back and forth like that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I said right now. <laughs> uh, and then they trade back into the first round, surprisingly. Shocking. And they yeah. take, they take uh, Oklahoma linebacker Kenneth Murray. Both of us big fans of him. Not a big fan of what they gave up to go get him. Yeah. It's like, I, I love um, the player. I like the fit a lot. Just trading back up for him is kind of like weird, but like that that defense is gonna be a lot of fun, man. Like, but it also was like I don't think linebacker was a big enough need to the point they had to make such a splashy move. I agree. I know what it was. If you look at their defense as a whole, it was the spot that needed the most improvement. It's got it, but it's got like it's got guys who have um, they needed a true Mike. That's I guess what I'm mm-hmm. getting at. Like Drew Tranquil's a, a will, and Mosu's a Sam. Um, like Denzel Perriman just always hurt. Yeah. Has your whites another will? Like they needed that true Mike to call their defense. He's gonna step in day one and be that. Exactly. And like I'm, I I think he's gonna be a very productive, uh, guy and a really fun fit. I just it's a lot to give up for an off ball. I guy. feel the same way. Uh, okay. They didn't pick again until the fourth round because of it. I think this was a sneaky, really good pick. In the fourth round, they get Josh Kelly, the running back from UCLA. I'm st- this is higher than I had him. Yeah, I'm still not a Josh Kelly fan, but I, I, the fit makes a lot of sense. He's a one-cut-and-hit-it guy, yeah. just a really well-rounded guy. My comp for him was Jamal Williams, the Packers running back. Um, he's just... I, I think he's a safe option to have there with Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're clearly not going to commit to like a one bell cow running back thing like they did with Melvin Gordon yeah. a little bit. They learned their like mistakes. Austin, yeah, Austin Eckler's going to have a 1,000 receiving yards. Justin Jackson's going to run for a couple hundred. Uh, Josh Kelly, I think, will too. And it's just, it was, they took the safest running back available. Uh, and I think it makes sense. He catches the ball well. He He's a willing pass protector and he's just a one cut and hit. He's going to go get you five yards every time. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like you said, he can't, like, kind of flash the mitts. Another hockey term at the, uh, 
at the Senior Bowl, so that was kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, hey, they got a better running back at one fifty one. I don't disagree. I'm excited to see what they do. They took Joe Reed, the Virginia uh, version of Antonio Gibson. <laughs> um, I, okay, minimum you've got your star kick returner. Yes. At maximum, you've got a gadget player for your offense who can play running back and receiver. You can line him up. I think as like ideally, Joe Reed would be your fourth pass catcher who you move around in a bit role. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and like legitimately, see some some snaps at running back. Yeah, I mean, why not? Like you said, it's kind of it's like like Eckler. You know the role, but like you said, it's going to be like a bit of a by committee situation there. Like. I th- I was surprised he went this high, especially in terms. I I guess like this was kind of around where I had him. It was a little higher than I had him, um, but just in terms of where other guys yeah, went after him, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, it was about where I had him too. I had one sixty four. But th- that them taking him this high makes me think they had a plan. For yeah, him. me too. So I, I like that. It's definitely another fun pick category. Uh, and then sixth round, Louis Gilman. Um, Special teams. Not gonna, yeah, not going to do a whole lot for your defense, but I think that's a, a great special teams upgrade. Agreed. Really high character guy who's just going to immediately contribute on specials. They uh, they love getting Notre Dame special teamers. And <laughs> Facts. Him and Drew Tranquil, that, like, that's sick. That is sick. They're both great special teams. <laughs> and Drew Tranquil is going to be a great linebacker. I said it. He he was really good as a rookie. He was, yeah, and extremely good on specials. I'm I'm excited to see who's playing linebacker with Kenneth Murray. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see our our, our boy Drew. Yeah, I mean, and Wosu was kind of a guy too. So. Yeah, it's just all. Uh, hey, Kaiser Weiss is also my guy. The only draft linebackers I love, dude. Like we keep saying, the defense is just guys we uh, we love. Um, and then seventh round, speaking of guys we love, exactly. they get KJ Hill. I have no idea how he fell this far. I think we all expected him to fall to the the top, like one fifteen. But I thought I still thought he would go in the fourth, maybe the fifth round. Me too. Because he's that clean a route runner. He dominated the senior bowl to that extent. He falls this far. He's under. He's not even undersized. He just he didn't test too. Is it like he didn't test too well? And he's not the most physical guy, but he's just such a reliable pass catcher who works his way open. I love this. He's also wearing 84. He's going to look like AB. <laughs> yeah, this is an absolute steal. I agree. He should have went earlier. I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why he fell to the, to, to the 220s, at least. Like, I get why he slipped a bit, but still. And if you look at the receivers, yeah. like, I wouldn't, like, if I had to bet, like, who's the best pure third receiver on this team? I, I will bet on KJ Hill. Uh, me too. Because, like... It fall off. It falls off quick after Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. It's it's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think, like again, it's hard to always like it's hard to say what a seventh round guy is gonna do, but I think he has a role here, man. Like, me too. I, I think Herbert's gonna like him a lot too. Yeah. No, I uh, no, I agree. I mean, the the Chargers team just again some of that Raiders team. I don't know if they they're gonna be. A true playoff team, but they're a lot more interesting now. Yeah, and that 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 group of pass catchers for Justin Herbert is kind of like it fits them really well too, which I think is an underrated aspect. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Let's see him throw some jump balls to Mike Williams, yep. Keenan Allen the slot, Hunter Henry's a big red zone guy like Jacob Breland. <laughs> exactly. 
No, but for, <laughs> but for real, though, all those guys just kind of fit them very nicely. Um, I don't disagree. Uh, okay, let's move to the NFC West. NFC AJ's best. Dave. Yeah, AJ's division. Uh, I hate it. Starting with, starting with the Arizona Cardinals. I gave them an A. I did, too. We've talked about their draft class before on the show. They uh, they kind of surprised everybody. They take Isaiah Simmons eighth, get the the defensive cornerstone they lack. Yeah, for sure. Uh, f- finally getting their uh, Hassan Reddick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, fuck. They they certainly don't know how to develop tweeners, but he's there now, so we have to live with it. <laughs> That's true. Um, but the because like on the defensive line they have Chandler Jones in the secondary they have Buda Baker and Patrick Pierce and they need that like weapon at linebacker mm-hmm. that versatility that they said they're probably just going to play him only at linebacker so I don't I don't know Vance Joseph what your deal Vance is Vance is tricking Maybe. everyone I'm going to I'm going to say it yeah apparently um but getting that athleticism in a division that's loaded at quarterback mm-hmm. that's loaded with play callers outside of Seattle um <laughs> and, and just very different offenses that are the very different offenses that are all very productive. Uh, getting that type of playmaker or linebacker is super important. I think. Yeah, like we said, like in our post uh, draft episode, it's like a guy that can spy Russell Wilson, a guy that can match up on George Kittle, uh, a guy that can chase down Darrell Henderson. <laughs> it's it's kind of just like a perfect matchup guy for the NFC West. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, and then they didn't pick again to the third round, but they managed to get a steal on Josh Jones, who I think plugs right in at right tackle. Again, another guy I'm not sure why he slept so much. And uh, to get a plug and play tackle at 72 is, is a fucking home run slam dunk, Rob. Home run slam dunk. Uh, yeah, and a guy who his best ability is his pass protection. And this offense certainly needs that. And um, Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see in, they're like There's no way he's not starting week one. Like, other than if COVID... I guess Marcus Gilbert's still there, but uh, I think he can beat up Marcus Gilbert. I think he can too, but still, Marcus Gilbert's definitely one of the five best offensive linemen. Uh, yeah, no, for sure, <laughs> it's a bad offensive line, and for them to come away with a a guy I think could be a long term starter at seventy two is is great. Mm-hmm. And then they doubled down on the defensive line in the fourth round with Lucky Fotu at nose, Richard Lawrence at the five tag. I like both of these picks a lot. Me too. I think Fotu's their their day one starting nose tackle, yep. and I think Rashad Lawrence is in the rotation. Um, and he's a really good fit for this front with his ability to kind of play all over th- the the odd and even front. Fotu just gives them a monster in the middle that they lack. Mm-hmm. He can eat some space, and he adds a little bit on passing downs. Even they have a weird defensive line. They do where like it, it their starters might end up being Fotu, Zach Allen, Richard Lawrence. Which is Oh wait, no, they signed Jordan Phillips. What am I saying? It'll probably be Jordan Phillips, Zach Allen, Lucky Fotu. Yeah, and then Lawrence probably getting some field time for sure. Like the top not yeah, the top rotation. For guy. sure. And I, I like that spot for Richard Lawrence, especially early in his career. I think with these first four picks, they, they addressed the right positions in the right way and they kinda smoked it, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people were hoping they would spend that eighth pick on offense, um, offensive line specifically. Yeah, just be because they they get it. DeAndre Hopkins like it's Kyler Murray's time to shine. Uh, I just think Isaiah Simmons was too good for what for, to to pass up at that point. Agreed. And then again, they come away with Josh Jones and they address the defensive line in the fourth. Yep. No, for sure. And like uh, I don't know, like 
the offense wasn't that bad last year. I know the line is terrible, but like we said, seventy-two getting Josh Jones is great. No, this team, this team's gonna be competitive. I do. I think so too. And like, like Isaiah Simmons is just such a blue chip guy that, like, like you said, like that middle of the defense, second level, I should say, they just don't have anyone like that. And there's not a many guys in the world like Isaiah Simmons. So just you can't pass on him. And then the sixth round, they take AJ's fave, Evan Weaver, and my fave, you know, Benjamin in the seventh. I, okay, Benjamin, I have no idea why he slipped this far. Um, a lot of touches, uh, not the biggest guy, I don't know. <laughs> but still, like, like... No, this is this is great. They, that's, a, that's a good third running back for them to have. Very much so. A guy who I think is tough as hell, really good contact balance, catches the ball pretty mm-hmm. well. Uh can spell Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake when he needs to. Exactly. And then uh, Evan Weaver, why not? Because he's not making the team. <laughs> Pro- I mean, the inside linebacker position is not very good. He, he's got a chance. Uh, Jordan Hicks Fuck. and Isaiah Simmons are starting. Zeke Turner was one of the best rookie special teamers. Uh, they signed Devondre Campbell. Uh, there's no way Evan Weaver's making this team. Hassan Reddick, they're, they're, they, I don't think they legally can give up on yet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's competing with Tanner Vallejo for the sixth inside linebacker spot. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both making the team. Uh, okay, on to the L.A. Rams, who I gave no first-round pick. I, I gave them a B-plus, though. I gave them a B-plus as well. Um they got they got a lot of good bang for their buck. Yeah, that's that's kind of my takeaway too. Like like Cam Akers at fifty two. I the the part that only made me ding them was because they spent a high pick a uh, top one hundred pick on Darrell Henderson last year, and then they come back and do it again here with Cam Akers. Yes, exactly. Me too. <laughs> Even though I think Cam Akers is better than Darrell Henderson, and I think Cam Akers is a perfect fit and immediately going to have a large role for this offense. Yes. It's just it's the same thing about when the Lions took DeAndre Swift with. The with Kyrian Johnson, like it just kind of sours a pick that I would have liked a lot better if they didn't fuck up two drafts ago or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't draft Memphis running backs. That's my new take. It's a it's a bad take. What do you think? No, I, I, I've watched Kenneth Gainwell t- tape and he's really good. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that take, but it might be a take. You're just trying to get him to slide to Pittsburgh. Yeah, next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Van Jefferson at fifty seven. It's I, I was surprised it was Van Jefferson. I, I wasn't surprised it was a wide receiver this early, but... So, so I, I, I think... I don't know whether we talked about this on a pod, but we had talked about this. Just the... They've got the three guys now between him, uh, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods who are just so crafty and such great red runners. Crafty as fuck. Th- it's fun. Do you th- do you think they just sat down and they're like, look, Brandon Cooks, like he added some electricity as a deep threat, but didn't really work out to the way we wanted it to. Let's just keep drafting the like. Let's keep adding the types of receivers who are productive for us. I think so. Like it doesn't seem so Sean McVay that they just have crafty ass receivers. Yeah, guys who are gonna just dominate off the line and through the routes. Yeah, exactly. and like yeah, Van Jefferson's a lot like Cooper Cup. That was my comp for him. I think that's a money pick. Like he could be the day two rookie who just puts up numbers. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, it just fits their offense so well. And I know Goff can throw deep, but he's not at his best when he's doing that. He's he's at his best with those intermediate. No, I totally agree. Throws. That's a that's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. No, I think that's it. That was a another money pick. He's also wearing number twelve. He's gonna look swag. Uh, and then the third round, they get two defensive guys who I think 
good bang for their buck. Terrell Lewis, the edge rusher from Alabama, who would have gone much higher, I think, if not for injury questions. And then Terrell Burgess at 104 uh, to play some nickel. Yeah, I love them being the team to uh, – I don't even want to say gamble because at 84, I think that's a smart-ass pick. But to take Terrell Lewis because uh, if he can develop and stay healthy, he can be an absolute monster for them. And they have wide-open edge spots. Exactly. Uh, like they brought in – like Leonard Floyd is their big edge rusher right now, and obviously <laughs> the Bears just caught him. And so, like, it's, it's going to be – like. Leonard Floyd and Terrell Lewis would give you a lot of athleticism and length on the edge. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Lewis has all the opportunity in the world at, in L.A. to uh, to be the guy. or Like, to be a, a great guy early, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And then... Uh, and then Burg- Burgess with the nickel Roby Coleman surprise cut. Mm-hmm. Like, Terrell Burgess is coming in, and I think, competing for the starting nickel job. Absolutely. I think that's just, like, a really safe pick. Um. I, I this about exactly where I had him. Like I, I, I think that's another really smart pick. Like I think these two picks are my, uh, my favorite in their class. And I f- again, those first all four of those picks are making an impact as yeah. rookies. I think. No, I, I agree. And really nice fits who Phil needs. And like I like the idea of Burgess and Taylor Rapp can both play safety, can both play nickel. Uh, and then they still have John Johnson back there. Like, yep. With Jalen Ramsey. Um, and and uh, probably Troy Hill at corner and like this this team's gonna be weird because the offensive line's still the big question, yep. but they're still like have a lot of talent in other places. Yeah, it's a it's it's weird how quickly they kind of slipped, but they're not bad. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's it really comes down to the offensive line for sure. Um, Fourth round, they get Purdue tight end Bryson Hopkins. Uh, add another long athletic uh, pass catcher to their tight end group, which is a very athletic trio of tight ends. Yeah. Um, I think he'll like pretty clearly be the third one, but they use Everett and Higby enough that having depth with Hopkins is, is a nice get. Yeah, the pick was kind of like weird for me, especially in the fourth round, but he, he fits their tight end group very well. Yes. So uh, it's like yeah, it's a whatever pick, but the the fit makes it kind of reminds me of what the Browns did with Harrison Bryant. Yeah, in the fourth round. No, for sure. To 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 a point, absolutely. Uh, sixth round, they took Jordan Fuller. That's a bad pick. As an Ohio State fan, I say that. <laughs> um, but seventh round, I think they went three for three. Uh, uh, I mean, it was the seventh round, so like, even if they didn't, doesn't really matter. Yeah. But uh, Baylor linebacker Clay Johnson, uh, who missed a lot of time with injury. I think that's worth taking a gamble on there and a guy who can add special teams production if he's healthy. Sam Sloman, I mean, front of the show, Matt McCoon literally discovered his <laughs> him as a prospect and he got dra- spoke his draft stock into existence. Uh, fills a need, and he's wearing number one. Like, he's going to look sick. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a big competition between Sloman and Liram Hiralahu. Don't sleep. They're, they're, you think they're not trading Hiralahu? To <laughs> somebody for a pick, he's the, to the, he's the Vikings for a pick. Year. You know, you're right. He's, yeah. he's Vedvik. You're right. I'm telling you. Hey, I've seen Hirolalu uh, make some bangers with that win coming off Lake Ontario. Never mind. All right. When he was playing at Western <laughs> for the Arcos, yeah. So he's from St. Catharines. Yeah, he's sick. I love Hirolalu. Um, so those Pacific breezes going into New SoFi Stadium ain't nothing for Hirolalu. And then they get Tremaine Ankrum. That's a good pick. Uh, yeah, it's a good pick. Smart pick. Guy who played tackle, can play guard, will play guard. I think he's a swing guard for them. Yeah, I like it. it's not like I was the hugest Ankrum fan, but he definitely should have went earlier than 250, in my opinion. 
Yeah, uh, a guy who played bit big snaps for a really good Clemson team, yeah. and just yeah, I'm I'm surprised he wasn't taken earlier. Uh, okay, the 49ers, um, they make two trades, but still keep get two for make two first round picks, and then don't pick till the fifth round. Uh, but the, bang for their buck with those two picks. I give them an A minus. I gave them a B plus, and it was kind of because, uh, like you said, it was bang for the buck, and they did a good job maneuvering in this draft. Yeah, they they moved back one spot and took Javon Kinlaw 14th yep. to fill the DeForest Buckner role. They couldn't pay both Buckner and Armstead. Buckner obviously cost more than Armstead, so they trade him, and they replace him with Kinlaw, and I think this is a perfect fit. Just keep stocking up on that defensive line. He's going to get one-on-ones because of who else is on that defensive line. Yep. And I, th- I think he's going to be a monster for them. I do, too. It's like it's still a little sour in my mouth that they had to lose Buckner. But, like... But they couldn't afford... And they went with the cheaper option. And to come away with Kinlaw, who I yeah. think was, like, considered a lock of a 12, top, 12, top 12 player. Huge upside. Exactly. He's wearing 99, so he's going to hit... Like, he, it's a great landing spot for him. Like he's just gonna get one on ones all day, and it's just a big, yeah, massive. Yeah, he's gonna freak. be my, yeah. he's a monster. They like their defensive linemen tall and athletic. Yeah, they do. Uh, and, and again, Brandon Ayuk, twenty fifth. This is a guy who I I didn't quite see as a first round guy, but this is the best landing spot he could have hoped for. Yeah, I, I agree. I had him like early forties on my board, I think. Uh, I think he was definitely worth an early second round pick, but yeah, this is a great fit. I, I like them moving back up uh, to snag him, and it's gonna be interesting to see what they can do getting him the ball uh, just around the line of scrimmage. E- explosive yak monster who can dom- dominate the catch point too mm-hmm. because of his length, his arm length. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna be apparently Kyle Shanahan loved him as the number his number one receiver. Who knows how true that is? But he's also wearing number eleven, so it's gonna look cool. <laughs> Um, and I mean him and Debo Samuel. That's a lot of fun. And I mean finding out if Jalen Hurd is legit in this offense too. Yeah, or... it feels forgotten last year. Dante Pettis is coming. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, and then they didn't pick again to the fifth round where they took Colton McKivitz. Uh, they did make the Trent Williams trade, which I didn't factor Me in either. because we're picks only, but. They get they fill their Hall of Fame or borderline Hall of Fame left tackles uh, retirement with another borderline <laughs> left Hall of Fame left tackle. Can't go wrong. Um, yeah. And then they take McKivitz. I'm not a McKivitz guy. I think he'll be a swing tackle. I, I, I didn't have a draftable grade on him either. Yeah, and then Charlie Warner in the sixth round. I think that I also didn't have a draftable grade on him. I think that's just a blocking tight end yeah, type for them. Exactly. Uh, which is funny. He was my. One of my lower-ranked tight ends, but one of my best run-blocking tight ends. There you go. And, I mean, uh, you know they, that's what they like, so it makes sense. Yeah. And then I love Jawan Jennings in the seventh round. Yeah, I thought he was going to go earlier. I, I wasn't like I wasn't a the super... testing killed him. Man. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't a super Jennings fan. I, I know some people were I, before the testing. I think I, I think I liked him more than you did. You definitely um, did. Really really physical violent yak guy who uh did a lot of trash talking they clearly love yak wide receivers yes. here yeah so to get him as a depth player i think is a, is a great move especially at 217 i agree yeah uh okay finally the seattle seahawks fitting that they're the last team we do in the entire draft grade section um 
AJ, a couple episodes ago, had a big rant, hates the Seahawks, all this stuff. Uh, Rob. Now we look at it in totality, I gave him a C. I've been indoctrinated A plus from me. <laughs> no, I, I, Pete, I actually also... Pete Carroll got to Yeah, you. Pete, Pete called me after the... After that episode dropped, he's like, hey, here's you all riled up. We'll talk about 9-11 conspiracy theories and calm you down. Don't worry, buddy. And sent you a Jordan Brooks signed jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, he's wearing, what, 56? So that's cool. Anyways, I also gave it a C. Uh, we talked enough with the Brooks picks. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I love the Darrell Taylor pick. I mean, the Jordan Brooks pick, he, just laying it out quickly, It they took their best player available because sure. they couldn't make a trade, and it wasn't at a position of need, and it shocked the world, <laughs> and it was like 30 picks too high, and I like Jordan Brooks more than AJ. Um, yep. Like, Jordan Brooks not going to be playing much as a rookie, I wouldn't I, think. I, Especially with COVID. Like, is Cody Barton ahead of him on the depth chart? Probably. Show? I think he, he fits what they like, at least. <laughs> yeah. No, ultimately, if it was a need, this makes... Well, it'd still be too early, but at least it would make some sense. That was just the biggest issue. Is yeah. Super not a need. Yeah, I hate it. I, I've honestly just... I, I finally... This is the year where I've come to grips with, like, just stop caring about their first round pick because they're going to blow it. But the team is going to keep being good because they're going to find a couple aces in the fifth round and UDFA guys, and it's just like... And get a sick undrafted rookie quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, let's let's go into Darrell Taylor. It's Again... It, I love Darrell Taylor. It was a little early for me, but I think, like in retrospect, I was a little too low on Taylor. Um, I think if he tested... I also think it's a really, really, really good fit. And yes. yeah, if he had the senior bowl and if he had tested, I think a lot of people would have been all over this. Yeah, I think this range would have been really realistic for him. Um, <laughs> that's funny to say because he went there. But yeah, no, I think he's a great fit. And uh, he, he, your comp was Frank Clark, right? Yeah. And I think that's where he fits right in at Leo. I could see this being a, a big hit for the Seahawks. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, I I I like this pick more than LJ Collier last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like not even not even just in terms of like knowing where they were picked, but like I I like Darrell Taylor more as a prospect than I like LJ. They, uh, they, uh, I had them both really close, I think. I, I and this guy, again, I liked Collier. I was clearly wrong. I think they also if Collier and Darrell Taylor pan out, like they complement each other well for what they do. Yeah, no, for sure. I I, I have a good feeling about Darrell Taylor. I think this pick's yeah, work out. good. He's got bend. He's got violent hands. He's got a nonstop motor. Yep. Um, and I think he's a good athlete that just didn't get the chance yep. to test. And he, he also he's a, got some good size to him too yeah. for how athletic and bendy he's he is. He's well built. Like he like really yeah. he's he's pretty well rounded to be honest. He's also wearing fifty eight, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a low key good number. And, and the next pick again, a, a Damian Lewis, a little early for me, but it f- makes so much sense. And yeah, he's gonna start. He's the starting right guard like day one. So and he fits exactly what they want. Just the big run baller. Like it's just yeah. He's DJ Fluker, but younger mm-hmm. and cheaper. Exactly. Yeah, he's just gonna throw. He's gonna pancake people. I think he's gonna be. You're gonna be very pleased with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm like again when this pick happened, I was like eh, a little too early, but I'm, it makes so much sense. I'm not upset with this. The the next pick though, kind of kind of weird, but it didn't shock me getting Kobe Parkinson at 133. Rob, it was a bad pick. It was not a need, and it. Uh, I mean, like I don't think he's making this team, is he? Uh, yeah, he's gonna make the team. <laughs> Are you positive? No, I mean he's he isn't as good as their other tight ends, but uh, I don't know. I I think they're gonna try to get back to that short, quick passing game that they 
kind of alluded to lightly in the past, and it always works, but they keep going back away from it. And I, 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 I don't know. Like honestly, Stephen Sullivan is more, or Stephen, sorry, is more interesting to me than Kobe Parkinson. That, that's what I mean. Like, obviously, Will Disley, Greg Olson, and I think Jacob Hollister are making this team. I think Stephen Sullivan's on the practice squad. Yeah. Like, I, I'm gonna. I didn't Wilson. want them to take a tight end. I, I liked what we saw from Jacob Hollister last year. Greg Olson's Greg Olson, and Will Disley is proven to be really good when he's healthy. I know he he has had issues staying healthy, but it, it's still not worth taking a tight end in the top 120. Or sorry, in the fourth round, whatever. Yeah, um, I do like the next pick though. Even though running back, <laughs> uh, maybe wasn't the biggest need. It's still kind of like you don't know what's up with Chris Carson and uh, Rashad Penny coming off the injuries. Mm-hmm. And I think DJ Dallas is a really good fit. I do too. Like again, uh, it's another position I didn't really want to see them drafting this early, but uh, it, it's a good player. It's a good fit. I, I think the pick makes a lot of sense. And uh, it's again, it's another thing I've grown accustomed to. I know they're going to take a running back, and I know they're going to do it too early. So it's just. At least get a player I like, so it's fine. And yeah, he he's a guy who's a physical runner who's also got some juice to rip off some chunk runs here Pass and there. Pass protector and like, too. Yeah, like he just uh, Danny Kelly called it on Twitter, I think the day before, yeah. and like it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, fifth round, Alton Robinson uh, had a bad senior bowl, but yeah. tested really well. Yeah, I like gambling on Robinson here. Like, remember when he had the first round talk? That was that was crazy. Well, that that. That's the thing. I I had him right, like I had him like one fifty two on my board. So this is right around where I had him. Yep. Plus he tested really well. Plus there's flashes. I think his junior tape was a lot better than his senior tape. Uh, he's worth developing at, at this point. I what, did you see it in one fifty two? Yeah. Me too. So. Me too. That's so fucking weird. Yeah, it was one fifty two for me as well. And it, so four picks too early. We don't like this pick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and uh, all the things you mentioned. Yes, very good points and. Clearly, uh, edge is a position where you, first of all, they need help there, clearly. And you can never have enough of them. So, I like the pick here in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Sixth round, Freddie Swain from Florida. How, how classic Here's... is it that in this monumental wide receiver draft, this is the wide receiver that came away? <laughs> yeah. Especially when, like, guys like KJ Hill were still available. Yeah, sick. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think his way onto the team would probably be special teams, but yeah. still, like... I would bet, like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are both obviously ahead of him. I would take. I think David Moore's ahead of him. Um, I think Philly Dorsett's probably ahead of him. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I like Aaron Fuller more than him. Me too. Uh, I like Penny Hart more than him. Like fuck. <laughs> I like Cody Thompson more than him. Cody Thompson's badass on special teams. John Ursula might be better. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's it's yeah it's not it, it's just honestly. The only thing that makes the, this pick kind of make give you a sour taste in your mouth is just the receivers that were on the board. Yeah. And like you said, it's such a legendary receiver draft. Yeah. But whatever. Not a big deal. And then Stephen Sullivan's worth taking a gamble on at 251. I totally agree. I, really, it was like a six-round pick to trade back up. But I, I like he seems like the classic big wide receiver that they – or, like you know, wide receiver tight end type that they take a swing at with athleticism. He's Jazz He's Ferguson 2.0. <laughs> yeah. I, I like him. I think he should have went higher. I know he's a project, and you know he had such a weird role and didn't get on the field too much at LSU. But it was also a really bad tight end class. So yeah, I, I, that's what I mean. At two fifty one, I genuinely like this pick. I I, I agree with you. It probably ends up on the practice squad. But all right, well that's everyone. That's every team. We've graded them all. That's it, Adrian. Now we grade. That's kind of sad. I don't know. The draft came and went so quick, but like. Well, I think it just feels like it because there's been no basketball, no yeah. baseball. 
Uh, no hockey show, Gary Bettman. NHL draft um, soon. Yeah. So it might have happened during this episode. They might have moved it up. We don't know. Uh, but I don't know when our next episode will be. Hopefully it won't be too long from now. Uh, but hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go through the first round uh, picks numbers and uh, the, that'll be content. The so. best show we do for us. The best show we do. Not for the listeners. Outside of the Grammys, I mean the Oscars. Fuck. Gr- Grammys next year, Rob. Don't worry. <laughs>